Hello, 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 and welcome to the 10 Minute Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Stefan. Thank you so much for checking us out. We've had a crazy week in the basketball world this week, so let's get right into it. What will the Cavs do? They've lost a couple games recently, and you know we're getting close to the trading deadline. So what are they going to do? We all know they need to do something in order to be still competitive. They've dropped now to third in the East. And if I was the GM of the Cavs, here's what I would do. And I said this last week, and I'm going to say this every week until it happens, and I hope that it does. Get Lou Williams. We saw him drop 50 on Golden State, which is insane. Trade JR and Tristan for Lou Williams. It's that simple. I think the salaries will match up pretty well. Um, Lou Williams is a more dependable JR Smith. We know he can score from all over. Um, we know he's maybe not that uh, solid on the defensive end, but when LeBron goes out, that's why we've seen a lot of these games the Cavs have been dropping, or simply because no one on their team is able to score. So getting a player like Lou Williams, you're able to you know, adjust for that offensive deficiency when LeBron goes off the floor. So Cavs trade for Lou Williams, trade JR and Tristan. We don't need them, or you don't need them. Also, I don't think you need DeAndre Jordan. I know there's trading rumors, trade Tristan for DeAndre Jordan. Uh, the salaries might match up, but here's what I think that you you run the risk if you're going to trade for DeAndre, is that one, he does not fit in with their offense. The Cavs kind of do this like laissez-faire, kind of just don't really run an offense, let LeBron just kind of go wherever, and he, everyone kind of just does all these picks and screens and stuff. But they don't really do a lot of the lobs in the lane, which, you know, that's DeAndre's bread and butter. He's a free throw liability when it comes time for deep in the playoffs. People will foul him, he'll go to the free throw line, and then he'll just miss both of them. Um, Contract-wise, you're going to have to sign him for a couple years, and if LeBron leaves, he's not a huge selling point to come play for the Cavs. So I don't think, if you're the Cavs, I don't think you sign uh, DeAndre Jordan. Let him do what he wants to do in L.A. I would trade Isaiah Thomas, although I know the market isn't too hot for him right now, but I think with what you've seen you're seeing a little bit uh, of how he's going to play going forward. Um, I think if the Cavs are able to get Lou Williams, they don't need Isaiah Thomas. And I know that he just got back to playing basketball, and so the market isn't too hot for him. But if he doesn't play very well, he's not going to get paid, which is what he wants to do. And if LeBron leaves, then the Cavs are going to have to pay him or you know, there'll be pressure to pay him. And then you're stuck with this contract that you don't really want. So I think you trade for him, maybe trade a pick, move up in the draft, trade a couple picks for him, um, maybe low first round. Trade him to a team like the Magic or a team like Dallas or Phoenix even. Send him back to Phoenix. Like send him to one of these teams that, you know, has the cap space and they're trying to rebuild and grow. And I think he's a solid asset for those teams. I don't think the Cavs really need him. So if I'm the Cavs, I'm trading him and Jay Crowder and Iman Shumpert. I think you get a player like Dabo Cephalosha, someone who's played in a number of different organizations, is really wise on the defensive mindset, can play lockdown D, can guard, I think, Draymond Green really, really well. Um, he doesn't foul that often. So I think you trade for a player like him. I know he's a little bit older, but I think he's able to really step it up, I think, in the playoffs. And you get a, a center like Tyler Zeller is on the Nets. He's not somebody 
who is really known for his defense, but all you need is a tall body, and he's tall and lanky, so he's going to be able to sort of just stand there in the paint and kind of disrupt the traffic around the rim. So I think if I was a GM for the Cavs, as the trading deadline approaches, that is what I'm going to do. So now we're going to get to somewhat of a controversial topic this week, LeVar Ball's comments. Now, I know on this podcast I said I wouldn't really talk about him, but there's been a lot of drama in the news recently about him and what he said about Luke Walton as the coach of the Lakers. Now, and and also how uh, networks are covering him. And so I'm just going to say it. I don't think anybody really cares what he thinks. I think the only reason why people care is because these big networks like Fox Sports and ESPN are sending like news people to go over and interview him and get his opinion. But nobody over here is asking, saying like, oh, I wonder what LeVar Ball is thinking of the Lakers. We all know the Lakers suck this year. We all know that Lonzo isn't the player that we all thought he would be or that his dad promised. He's not a generational player unless you stick him with all-stars, which the Lakers don't have. But you could stick anyone out on the floor with all-stars in the all-star game. You could stick me out on the floor, and I would look like a really good point guard. I would look like the next Jason Kidd, you know, if I'm playing with LeBron and Kevin Durant. But the fact is, he's not. And so the Lakers aren't that good. And he's not a good point guard going forward for the Lakers. And so the only reason why I think there's all this drama is that people keep sending microphones and putting microphones in front of his face. So if I'm ESPN on Fox Sports 1, what I'm doing is just nobody cares anymore. He's over in another country. He's doing his own thing there. We don't care what he says. Literally, nobody is asking you to interview him, but you keep doing it. And so it, all it is is creating drama. Also, this last week, we had the first NBA overseas game of the season, um, which is great. But something that I really kind of struggle with on the business side of things is why are you playing a regular season game overseas just randomly? Like, it would make more sense to play the preseason games overseas. Because here you have, you know, you give guys the opportunity who are in D-League or 10-day contracts to go over and play, you know, maybe in China. They're playing over there, so even if they don't get signed, they're getting exposure by teams over there. So that allows them to get exposure and maybe get signed by teams, you know, if they don't get dropped or if they do get dropped. Also, you can time it with dropping some of the bigger players' shoes for the shoe companies. So they're going and playing the preseason game. They're also unveiling, you know, the Steph Curry 5s or whatever, or the KD 7s, um, right before the start of the season, which is when people go and purchase basketball shoes because that's usually when they're playing basketball as well. And also, you know, players are going to are only going to play like a quarter, so fans are going to come out and see them play because, you know, this is the time that Steph Curry is coming to play basketball. So even if tickets are 40 bucks and you see him play for 10 minutes, you know, that's still worth it. So if I'm on the business side of the NBA, I would actually look to, you know, transition those preseason games to being played overseas and really expanding um, the reach of basketball worldwide. I also want to talk about the Pitt Panthers. Now, for those of you who know, I am a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh. I was there when we transitioned to ACC Conference. I was there when we were part of the Big East, and it was an amazing opportunity to sit in the student section known as the Oakland Zoo. And it has been quite a travesty to see how they're playing this year. We are 0-5 in ACC play, which is last place. We're 8-10 and overall. We average 66 points a game. We average 15 turnovers a game. We're averaging 33% from three and shooting 43% from the field overall. We don't have a single person on our team who's averaging more than 14 points a game. And we just lost our senior forward, Ryan Luther, who's out for the rest of the season with a foot injury. It is embarrassing. 
embarrassing to be a University of Pittsburgh alum and fan of the basketball team. We hired Kevin Stallings. He's been a joke of a coach. Like, our offense is anemic. We don't show up to play in big games. We just got beat by over 30 points from Duke. Um, Playing at the Peterson Event Center used to be a pride and an honor, and one that the student section, the Oakland Zoo, made a tremendous experience. If you came to play the University of Pittsburgh, you knew it was going to be a tough game. You knew they were going to, the student section were going to yell things out about your mom and where you went to school and um, what your Twitter feed was and if you got in any trouble. It was a very hostile environment for teams coming in. And now people just come into the Peterson Event Center and steamroll us. So if I was the Oakland Zoo, I would start putting a petition to get together to actually request the firing of the coach I think he doesn't have a direction for the team it's just embarrassing like I'm just embarrassed as a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh it's I don't even know what to say besides he is just tanking our team and unlike the NBA when you tank you don't get additional draft picks nobody wants to actually come and see you play nobody wants to sign with you it's just the worst place to be so we need to do something to ensure that our program is going to be on the up and up. And, you know, we can't pay people because we're the NCAA. But what are people going to do to sign with the University of Pittsburgh? We're not going to get good recruits. Our offense is a joke. We don't. We lost our pipeline into the New York basketball players. You know, uh, Pennsylvania basketball players aren't that good. We're not getting any recruiting in Chicago. It's just a joke, and so it really breaks my heart to see where we used to be as a team and see where we are now. So if I'm the Oakland Zoo and I'm a University of Pittsburgh fan, I am doing my best to get Kevin Stallings out of there as a coach and hire somebody new in charge um, for next season. So that's it for this week's episode of the 10-Minute Passball Podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out, and have a wonderful week.